Enterprise Podcast. Today I have Guru Bhatt, VM Omni Channel and Customer Success VM, PayPal India. Thank you for joining us today, Guru. Thank you very much, Nivedita, for having me. I wanted to talk to you on three topics today. The first one will be on COVID and the impact on your business and on the industry as well. And secondly, uh, I want to talk to you about data security. And um, on the third topic, I want to talk to you about the financial inclusion. Uh, so let's get started. The first one is that we've been see, uh, since COVID struck, we've been seeing the huge amount of increase in digital transactions. Is that something which you have noticed in the industry as well? Absolutely, Nivedza. So I think uh, COVID has brought about some unimaginable changes to all of our lives in uh, along multiple dimensions, right? Uh, without going into uh, all of them that all of us are uh, obviously experiencing on a daily basis, one is the propensity to use cash, which has been ingrained in different parts of the world, including in India, uh, for a long, long time, for millennia, I would say, has now suddenly started to unravel. So as the one of the characteristics of this pandemic has been uh, a general fear among uh, the overall population to touch surfaces that could be contaminated and for the right reasons. And cash in that sense could be a very huge vector of virus, virus transmission and as a result many people have moved to digital means of transactions. And uh, this, you know, while across the world you see uh, various aspects of life moving virtual, including in education and in healthcare, etc. Uh, uh, payments is one more area where it has definitely moved uh, towards the digital realm very significantly over the last few months. So since the pandemic started uh, for us, uh, PayPal, as we are a behemoth in the payments industry, we have noticed this change and uh, we've been a net beneficiary of this change for sure. So, uh, you know, we always like to say that our biggest competition is cash. And uh, during the pandemic, definitely we have made great strides in winning this battle against cash. And so we've seen more and more people across the world move towards digital payments in a very big way. Uh, they've started to use e-commerce more significantly than ever before. And any hesitation that they may have had, has now turned into a thorough understanding of how easy it is, how convenient it is, and how safe it can be. And uh, as a result, we are seeing a tremendous lift in interest as well as engagement when it comes to digital payments. You said that many more people than ever before are using digital payments. Can you give us numbers about the increase in volume you had? So, coming into this year, uh, Nivedita, we had roughly mm -hmm. about 300 million customers around the world. Right. Uh, when you look at uh, us exiting 2019 into 2020, and we were getting up for a, for a stellar year, as every year has been for us. But uh, come, you know, around February or so, February, March, when the world began to really experience the effects of the pandemic, there were certain aspects of our business that are pretty heavy in terms of, uh, you know, travel and hospitality, which suddenly dropped off a cliff, right, as the world was getting used to this uh, not traveling, sheltering in place, completely being locked down, uh, certain parts of our business cratered off because nobody was traveling, nobody was booking flight tickets, nobody was staying at hotels, etc. But at the same time, people started to 
send money to each other digitally. They started to uh, order things for themselves online and certain aspects of our business continue to uh, rapidly grow and many people who weren't part of the PayPal family before began to suddenly come and sign up in huge numbers. So what was a huge uptick in Q1 became an even bigger one in Q2 and you know Q3 has been the same. So we anticipate that this year uh, starting with what was around 300 million at the beginning of the year, we will end the year with roughly about 375 million active accounts. So, there is 75 million new people coming onto our platform. So, if you look at Q2 and Q3, for example, Q2, which was just, you know, we blew the lights out on that one in terms of the sheer scale at which we operated. Every single day, we had roughly 250,000 people joining, new customers joining every single day of the quarter. And uh, so when you ask about how we are handling this volume, it is, we, it's, it almost feels like our entire lifetime as a company has been in preparation for an event like this. We've always been at the leading edge of scale. We've always operated at extremely high scale and every year we prepare for uh, for events like Thanksgiving, for example, right, where uh, on an uh, average day during Thanksgiving in last year in 2019, uh, we would see about 35 million transactions a day. And we would be capacitized for that kind of scale. We would always be ready for that kind of scale. And moving into this year, in Q2 and Q3, every day of the year, we have seen this kind of scale. But luckily, because we were so well prepared, we were always ready for this kind of scale. We've, we've been able to absorb it without breaking into a sweat. It's just been normal business as usual for us. We've handled all of this without, uh, you know, dropping the ball in any way. So uh, I think, you know, all our preparation that we've done all these years has really paid off during the pandemic. Within the COVID itself, because it's been on for such a long time, have you noticed any change in trends compared to say in March when we went into lockdown, most of the world went into lockdown and now it's basically eight months later and many parts of the world are still in some sort of lockdown. In India we are unlocking but we are still having a major lockdown effect, right? Is there a difference in what people are using on PayPal or using PayPal for? There are a few trends that are secular in nature as in uh, there was this initial hypothesis that maybe a lot of these trends are pandemic driven and may not sustain, right? So as the world begins to unlock, maybe people will go back to using cash. But actually the evidence has proven otherwise. So as we've gone into uh, lifting of restrictions in some uh, geographies, for example, in Germany, which was one of the earliest to start getting back to a semblance of normalcy, what we found is that uh, people who had come onto digital means at the beginning of the pandemic ended up continuing to transact digitally even after the restrictions were lifted. So some of these trends are secular in nature. They are not pandemic only. They, they might have been triggered by the pandemic, but they're not being sustained by only the pandemic. People have genuinely moved to a different way of living their life in some sense. Uh, the sectors like uh, travel and hospitality, which were uh, suffering previously at the beginning of the pandemic have slowly started to come back. Uh, so that's one change, right? And uh, aspects like healthcare, education, these are areas where people are tremendously beginning to use online payments uh, to pay for what they need. Uh, gaming is another industry that has seen 
significant uptake. And I think at a macro level, one thing that uh, is is unmistakable as a trend is that mobile commerce is is absolutely becoming the preferred channel. Uh, in increasing numbers, more and more people experience the world around them through their mobile. Uh, earlier, it would be a combination of mobile and desktop, uh, you know, their laptops, their desktop computers, etc. But now, uh, it's almost unmistakable that more and more people are coming on for the very first time using a mobile and doing everything using a mobile. So, uh, our own attempts to satisfy our customers and deliver delight to our customers is also taking into account some of these trends. Uh, have you noticed any trends for India in particular in this aspect? No, I think uh, India is no different in uh, in in terms of you know being very cash friendly initially, and now over the years, thanks to some amazing work by the regulators as well as the government in uh, really pushing hard for digital payments, the life around even in the smallest of towns and cities uh, has become far more uh, friendly towards digital payments, and uh, you know it's evident in life around us. For example, I haven't used cash in a long, long time. In like seven or eight months, I haven't had to pull out any physical paper money from my wallet because practically everything has been only digitally. Uh, but when you look at uh, the other side of the spectrum, right, the sellers, people who are running businesses, I think uh, this has been a tremendous blow to them initially, but then it has also been a wake-up call in terms of orienting themselves for greater digital footprint. And that's one, including the MSMEs who have traditionally not had a digital first approach, are now beginning to take that approach. Because uh, if unless they significantly adopt digital means uh, for especially the small and medium-sized businesses, it's very hard for them to sustain. And so we've uh, our research has shown that more and more of those sorts of businesses are becoming digital and digitally enabled and. Uh, the ones that are starting up now are definitely digital first. They they take the digital channel as the very first one that they will cater to. And these are trends that are going to definitely sustain in the long run. You spoke about helping small and marginal sellers and vendors. Can you elaborate a little more on that? What is Stefan doing to help small vendors come online? If you look at uh, the, you know, the challenges that the small vendors face, the MSMEs, in particular, uh, one of them is they don't they're not equipped with large IT teams that will help them set up websites and set up payment methods and things like that. So the first challenge they have is being able to just very quickly ramp up a digital infrastructure and gain a digital footprint. And PayPal has several tools that make it very easy for a small business to come online and set up. Uh, or what it needs to transact and be you know allow its customers to come and pay and because end of the day for a small business you know cash flow is important access to capital is important so we do both of these one by facilitating payments we ensure that they can sell what they need to sell and be paid for it very simply very easily with very simple integrations that will help them integrate paypal into their websites the second is we also have globally, we have products that uh, help small and medium-sized businesses with their needs for capital. We have small business loans, we have working capital, we have various products in different geographies, we have different ones, and that helps the small and medium-sized businesses uh, come online as well. The biggest 
challenge that small businesses have is access to a market right they they need to be discoverable they need to be able to get in front of customers who can discover them and truly transact with them and this shouldn't be uh, inhibited by any any borders per se and one of the biggest value propositions for example in india that paypal has is that we are a payment provider that can provide cross border trade so uh, we are able to deliver a global audience for uh, msmes in india who want to sell their products worldwide because we have close to 350 million customers around the world uh, these small and medium sized businesses who use paypal in india have access to this global set of customers who number in the millions 333 million to be exact as we exited q3 who can now come and buy stuff from india using paypal as the payment mechanism now coming to the ai segment we know that a company like yours will be highly driven by ai how do you leverage ai to deliver solutions for your customers is there something different which you do yeah i'd say that uh, you know paypal's secret sauce is definitely the ai that we have so uh, just consider this nivedita we are a company that operates at uh, the very edge of scale when it comes to moving money right so we are uh, on track this year to be close to a trillion dollars in total payment vo- volume on our systems so that that's a trillion right like you know the number of zeros is incredible so that means that at a, on any at any given second we are transacting close to $30000 every second on our on our systems now yeah in you know in in a world that is filled with good and bad actors any any company that moves this kind of these mountains of money will be inherently subject to a certain amount of fraud risk so there will be bad actors around the world who want to you know attack and try to see if they can steal some some of this money and for paypal we have the lowest fraud loss rates possible in the industry and the reason we are able to really protect our system so well is because of the strength of our ai and ml that has been built because of the access of uh, over 20 years to data on various aspects of transactions that keep our customers secure so we we collect information about our customers and we never share it with anybody else it's a sacrosanct responsibility we never share this information with anybody else what we do use it for is to keep their accounts safe so every little aspect of how they have transacted in the system where they have logged in from what device they use which ip address they come in from what kind of products they typically use how often they use them everything is kind of cross correlated into this picture about uh, our customers so that when there's an anomaly in the system we are able to detect it and we are able to in milliseconds able to detect fraud and prevent it from even happening so if you look at the payments industry right when you you yourself might have gone to a website and bought something uh, you want you you spend a lot of time in selecting the item that you want to buy and then once you have, you've decided you want it to be a super fast process you don't want the payment process to take a long time and as a result in a matter of milliseconds you want that payment to go through right and for us yeah. you those milliseconds we have to assess whether it's a safe transaction if somebody is trying to attempt a fraud etc etc and the power of our machine learning and ai algorithms is what helps us do this at scale with the lowest fraud loss rates in the industry that nobody else can match that's only one use case we use it in various other things like customer support 
personalization of our user experiences, marketing campaigns, our sales campaigns. We use AI and ML across the board practically in every realm of our business. In a recent interview, you said that you don't just use AI as an artificial intelligence, you use augmented intelligence. Can you give us a little bit of details about that? So if you look at the challenge with AI and ML today, you know, it's getting increasingly sophisticated as time goes on. But yeah. for the day, all of us have had this experience where even the best AI that we encounter still has this element of not being human-like. Right? You you'll say, oh my God, that you know, it's very clear that that was a machine uh, because you know it was in some strange way it was here or there. There was some oddity that allowed you to detect that you are not conversing with a human, but you are conversing with a, a machine actor. Now uh, yeah. that being the case. Uh, what is the best way to satisfy a customer? You need to be able to make that experience very, very personal. You need to be able to make that safe, secure, convenient, and you have to make it empathetic. And for you to deliver this kind of empathy at scale, uh, it has to be a combination of a learning process that is machine-driven, but also human-augmented. So, for example, when we take decisions, uh, take any decision, right? For example, which uh, transaction is safe and secure versus which is fraudulent. Uh, when we assess credit worthiness of an individual, who can be given credit, who cannot be given credit. All of these are decisions that we constantly rely on our AI ML platforms to uh, actually do. But on in cases where we get it wrong, or in cases where it is a little suboptimal, there will always be a, a feedback loop where we go back and take a deep look at it and humans take a look at it and say, okay, here is where we can fine tune something. We made a mistake. Here is how we can do better next time. So that augmentation of machine intelligence with human intelligence continuously speeds up the learning process. It makes it more accurate. And most importantly, it makes it more empathetic. It also makes the AI explainable. You're, you're able to you know, stand behind your decisions that machines have made and you're able to explain why we did something in one versus another. And this is in many cases the right thing to do and it's also a regulatory requirement in many areas where you should be able to explain what your algorithms are doing and why they're doing it. Finally, let's talk a little bit about uh, cyber security. Daily, we see many reports that cyber attacks are increasing not only in India but around the world. What are the steps the industry has taken to ensure that cyber attacks are under control? That's a great question, Yvizan. I'll start off by setting the context on why this is so important for us, PayPal in particular. It's of course, important okay. for everybody. But for PayPal, you know, the when people think about PayPal, they think about us as a payments company that we have a pay with PayPal button or they think about the app. Uh, where you can send money to each other or you can buy stuff. Uh, so we are in the payments business. Absolutely we are. But actually what we are more in is the business of trust. Because think about it. When you, uh, you know, when, when you're transacting physically, you're going to a store, you're standing in front of a person, you're giving them your credit card or you're paying them money. Uh, there is an element of Maybe you've been to the store many times, that person recognizes you, you live in the neighborhood. So even if you've forgotten your wallet one day, that person will say, hey, don't worry, just take this object, you know, and, you know, take whatever, this bag of rice or this uh, detergent that you need to buy, come back and pay me tomorrow, not a problem. Why is that possible? Because there is trust, right? Right there between you and that shopkeeper, there is trust. 
let's say that uh, yeah. shopkeeper doesn't have change and you say you say don't worry i'll come tomorrow and buy something else don't don't worry about giving me the change again why are you able to do that because of trust now if you hmm. translate it to the online online realm suddenly you are complete strangers to each other this is a website it could be in any part of the world you are trying to transact you have no basis for trust right so the only intermediate that can install trust in this relationship is the payments provider which is why we never share financial information that our customers give us with the seller because the, we are the trusted entity in the middle and we keep it safe we make sure that nobody else needs to know this information and only we keep it between us and the customer and so the trust business is what we are in now uh, when it comes to cyber security it becomes all the more important for us to pay attention to this because if we don't have trust we don't have a business that we can sustain so in given the trust so important for us it's very important to be safe and secure and be the most safe and most secure business on the planet so we look at you know i already talked about how we use ai and ml to uh, you know look at suspicious activity fraudulent transactions etc right uh, in addition to that we collaborate with the rest of the industry in a very big way uh, to figure out how to keep things safe we are part of several industry standard organizations uh, in the risk and the security space to make sure that we are not only keeping our own customers say safe and secure but we are also working with global leaders in the security space to share best practices to collaborate on illegal activities that we have seen to share that information so that all of us can be safe it's not just uh, paypal being safe it can be that the entire ecosystem can be safe uh, at the end of the day security is not one entity's problem it's everybody's problem so today you have various forms of attack you've got phishing you've got smishing you've got carjacking cloud jacking you've got various uh, the digital footprint that each of our lives occupies is huge and as a result the surface area for uh, any attack has also increased and so it's important for all of us as customers as individuals as citizens to be very educated and aware of what the risks are and take decisions based on that risk when it comes to internally what we do we have cyber defense centers in uh, in the us as well as in singapore to provide 24/7 proactive security monitoring we use automation to address in security incidents faster we use something known as defense in depth where we take a look at the entire chain of that transaction all the way from your device where you are initiating the transaction all the way to the servers in our cloud where the transaction actually gets processed and all the way back and through that it has it might have to go through multiple uh, other providers like the processors the banks etc we take care of security end to end because we are continuously evaluating new tools and technologies to stay ahead of any threats and this is one of those things where you know you can never let your guard down even for a single second um, just as we are investing i'm sure the hackers and the bad actors in the system are also investing in technology to see how they can beat it i have just one last question for you what next for paypal in india i think paypal uh, you know if you give you a uh, Uh, an indication of the scale at which we operate we are in over 200 plus countries around the world uh, we can transact in 100 plus currencies we can hold in 50 plus currencies so we are you know this is one uh, india is definitely an important market for us our commitment to india is extremely 
large uh, we have large development centers in india over 4000 people working uh, you know as employees in india so it's it's a huge sign of our commitment uh, so in especially for india we are uh, you know we are very committed for example to helping the small and medium sized enterprises gain a global audience our value proposition around cross border uh, trade and uh, the access to markets globally is a very unique one and it's something that uh, i think really positions us as a champion of the msme sector in india giving them access to global audiences uh, we are going to continue to bring the thought leadership that we have established over the years uh, to india when it comes to safety security uh, risk awareness security awareness uh, and bring the latest innovations to bear from various other parts of the market uh, but not only that i think our responsibility in india is also not just as a, an employer with uh, very high values and uh, great culture but uh, also in terms of us being able to learn from india uh, india is a very dynamic market when it comes to fintech uh, there are great innovations here not just from the private sector but from the government and the regulators as well and these are aspects that we are continuously inspired by and learning from so that we can take these back into our products and uh, help the rest of the world also learn from all the great innovation that's happening in india so this our commitment to india is uh, has always been strong and will continue to be strong thank you guru much for joining us today